This is the Todd Wright Toddcast. Thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing, recording this. What are we? Wednesday, January 10th. So please keep that in mind. I'm not sure how quickly this will post if some of the information uh, is time sensitive and there have been some things that have changed since. I'm going to go in a specific direction with the overall podcast, but just know we are recording this Wednesday, January 10th at roughly 9 p.m. Eastern Time. I thank Brandon Legal Group for paying the bills on this podcast so you don't have to. Brandon Legal Group, your full-service law firm, and reminding you adult males in the state of Florida that if you have been paying permanent alimony, you no longer have to pay permanent alimony as long as you get in front of a judge and the judge changes your financial obligation going forward because as of July 1st of 2023, permanent alimony is no longer law in the state of Florida. Brandon Legal Group can help, 813-902-3576, or click the box to request a free consultation at brandonlegalgroup.com. Pin Chasers, three locations in the greater Tampa Bay area. Uh, Weather hasn't been great uh, as it's been cooler. It's also been a very wet winter. It may continue to be a very wet winter if you want to do something fun inside for the whole family. Pin Chasers is bringing people in left and right. I know from my experience last month that I have talked at length about, and they are ready for a capacity crowd. Some businesses aren't. I experienced firsthand that Pin Chasers has no issue with staffing or accommodating every lane being full and being ready to do what they need to do so you can just bowl and have a good time. Three locations in the greater Tampa Bay area. Visit pinchasers.net to start having fun. You can also reserve your lane and or a party in advance by going to pinchasers.net. Shoes are always free with your bowling. Thanks to Anthony Peroni and company. My email is right.todd at yahoo.com, right.todd at yahoo.com. Let me jump right into Uh, The topic for this particular podcast, as coaching changes continue to happen as we get past the end of the college football season with Michigan as your national champion and the National Football League regular season, uh, Black Monday started just after midnight, literally a minute or two, depending on what you looked at, as the Atlanta Falcons kicked off Black Monday uh, parting ways with that genius, self-proclaimed Arthur Smith, uh, letting him go. So let's go back to, and yes, I'm recording this podcast after the news of Nick Saban retiring from Alabama, and speaking of college, and Pete Carroll being out as head coach of the Seattle Seahawks, And based on what Pete said after the fact, this wasn't his decision. It was the Seahawks' decision to take Carroll off the sideline. So let's go back to before when the season began. We have since referenced this uh, particular odds board and that podcast we did um, when the first coach was fired this year, which was Josh McDaniels, let go by Mark Davis in Las Vegas. So let's go back and reference, before the season ever began, one offshore book, because this wasn't something that was um, 
it goes basically against gaming rules um, in terms of first coach fired. It has to be something offshore uh, because it doesn't fall within um, gaming restrictions uh, as it relates to, say, Las Vegas odds. Um, and you won't find something like this, uh, I would imagine, on Hard Rock Bet in the state of Florida going forward either. So we get them where we can. And offshore, prior to the start of the 2023 season, let's just go back. I'm looking right at it from what we did preseason. The odds on first coach fired in the National Football League. Mike McCarthy, 5-1. to one. Todd Bowles, 6-1. to one. Ron Rivera was 7-1. to one. Ron not going forward with Washington, but he got the whole season. Uh, New Orleans was 8-1. to one. Cleveland was 9-1, to one, and they produced what, in many people's mind, including mine, the coach of the year. Uh, Vegas, you cashed the ticket at 10-1. to one. Vegas was the sixth shot on this particular board, and it cashed at 10-1 to 1 as the first. But here's where it gets interesting. Chicago was next at 14 to 1. Um, they have since dismissed their offensive coordinator and their defensive coordinator. Their defensive coordinator was dismissed during the season, and the Bears got better for Eberflus with a defensive background, calling the defensive play defensive play calls um, again, um, proving he's more of a DC than an HC. But it looks like he's gonna go forward, at least for now. But his D.C. to start the year gone, his O.C. Um, under his tenure gone as they clear the deck, presumably to pick Caleb Williams number one, just a matter of what they do now with Justin Fields. Green Bay was 14 to one. Lafleur's in the playoffs. Guess who else was 14 to one? And I talked about this at the time and I said this could happen. Tennessee, Mike Vrabel was 14 to one. As the first coach fired. No, the ticket didn't catch. But at the time, going back to before the season ever began, I said I could see the Titans moving on from Vrabel. So I did on this podcast just before the end of the calendar year, I did my mea culpa 2023. Things I didn't have right about the National Football League season. I'm not going to do a things I did have right and do 10 of those, but give me this one because everywhere you look, the majority, a significant majority of people are saying the Titans made a bad move and they don't understand why Mike Vrabel has been fired after six years as coach of the Tennessee Titans. And they're going to regret it. What are they doing? So I had that one right. I didn't say he'd be first coach fired, but I acknowledged he was on this board and he was tied with Eberflus and Lafleur at 14 to 1 as the seventh shortest shot on the board. So, based on this board, 
it was, you know, how do we want to put this? There were 23 other teams with longer odds to fire their coach first last year than Tennessee. Vrabel wasn't the first coach fired. That was McDaniels in Las Vegas, but he was fired. I even went down this board and I wrote no's next to teams that weren't going to be the first to fire their head coach. And I didn't write no next to Tennessee. I didn't write no next to Dallas. I didn't write no next to Washington. I didn't write no next to Cleveland. I didn't write no next to Atlanta. I didn't write no next to the Chargers. That was 16 to 1. By the way, Atlanta was 16 to 1. Chargers were 16 to 1. Have both fired their coach. Waited too long. Um, I didn't write no next to Tennessee. If you've been listening to me, you know I accurately said this could be Vrabel's last year in Tennessee. So now let's explore why I had this right. Vrabel hasn't taken a team to the Super Bowl. He is not a Super Bowl winning head coach. He is not a coach with a Super Bowl appearance. He won three Super Bowls as a player. And no, he has not been part of a staff as an assistant in the NFL that went to the Super Bowl. If you think something sort of slipped through the cracks there and said, well, you know, based on what he did with the Patriots, no. He actually started as the linebacker coach at Ohio State in 2011, one year. Then was the defensive line coach for two years at Ohio State. Then went to the National Football League. Of course, Ohio State, his alma mater. Then went to the NFL, was the linebacker coach for the Texans for three years. Then promoted to defensive coordinator for one year, 2017. One year. We already know you know, the Houston Texans have never advanced to a conference championship game or a Super Bowl. So nothing was there you can put on his resume of conference championship appearance or Super Bowl appearance. Then he was hired as the Titans head coach to start the 2018 season. His record is over 500. Yes, it is. 54 and 45. In the regular season. So I am acknowledging he had a winning record as a head coach. But let's walk through it. 2018, his first year, he went 9-7. and seven. That was only good enough for third in the division, but a very good first year for Vrabel. The next year, they go 9-7. and seven. They finish second. They win two playoff games. And now he is in the conference championship. Titans made the AFC Conference Championship back in 2019, and it doesn't take a lot for you to, you know, sort of roll this back and be like, okay, so that's one of the years they were one of the teams to lose at Kansas City because Kansas City, and they still have a chance to continue the streak, five straight years hosting AFC Championships games. So the Titans, and the Titans put up a good fight in that game, Titans lose to the Chiefs in the AFC Championship game in Vrabel's second year. So things are going really good here. The next year, they do win the division, but they don't win a playoff game. 
They lose to the Baltimore Ravens in the playoffs. And I want to point out something about this game. This is Lamar Jackson's only postseason win. This is it. 2020 beat Tannehill and the Titans in the playoffs. That's it. Only win for Lamar Jackson in the playoffs. He's one and three. So fair to say you go from being in the conference championship game, you lose to the Chiefs who go on and win the Super Bowl, but then the next year you improve your regular season record You win your division, but in your first playoff game, Baltimore comes in, beats you, and it's still Lamar Jackson's only playoff win. And remember, Vrabel is a a head coach with a defensive background. And still to this date, that's the only time Lamar Jackson has won a playoff game. Sure, that could change in the next couple of weeks. I want to see it to believe it. The next year, Vrabel goes to 12-5, first year with 17 games, wins the division again. Okay, so the regular season wins have gone from 9-9-11-12. What about in the postseason? They have a first-round bye, they're at home, and the Bengals come in and beat them. So that's now two years in a row after Vrabel got the Titans to the conference championship game. The Titans go one and out in the playoffs. That's moving in the wrong direction. 2022, Titans go seven and ten. Second in AFC South. So didn't win the division, now not in the playoffs at all. Another step in the wrong direction. So this is why Vrabel was on my radar. Because the Titans had spent the last three years going in the wrong direction after the first two years they had ascended to the AFC Conference Championship game. They hadn't built on it. You go from being on the precipice to no playoff wins at all the next three years, and that third year not even making the playoffs. And then this past year, and not surprising, right, who had the Titans pegged as a playoff team? I didn't. You have to hold the coach accountable for that. The Titans went from 7-10 and 10 to 6-11. and 11. They finished dead last in the AFC South. Obviously, no playoff game there. And Vrabel's out. So, no, you know, I'm not surprised. Based on how they were moving in the wrong direction. And you hold the head coach accountable for some of that. You can say whatever you want to me about how Vrabel wasn't getting the personnel that he wanted. You're still the head coach. You need to make it work. You need to find a way to make them win. You were the one who got praise in your second year for going to the AFC title game and hanging in there with Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid and Travis Kelsey and the Kansas City Chiefs, who went on to win the Super Bowl that year. And since then, in the playoffs, nothing. And 
then no playoffs at all. So this is also where I bring up Vrabel's background is the wrong side of the ball for NFL head coaches these days. His background as a player and as a coach is defense. What have I been telling you for years about the head coaches that win Super Bowls, that go to Super Bowls, that go to conference championship games in recent years, have an offensive background? You know, Harbaugh in Baltimore is a very unique animal, though he hadn't been there in a while. He still needs to actually get there, even though he's the number one seed this year, because his background special teams, right? He's he's unique to this argument. But Vrabel doesn't have an offensive background. He doesn't. It's a defensive background. That's not what's winning in the NFL and in the NFL playoffs these days. And that also made him vulnerable. Um, A gentleman I follow on Twitter, an NFL writer, who didn't claim he called the Vrabel shot, but he pointed out how in Vrabel's six seasons, in three of them, the Titans finished in the bottom six in offense. In total offense, they finished in the bottom six. In half of his years as head coach of the Titans. You can't do that and be successful in this NFL. You have to have an offense that can score, that can move the ball. That's what wins in this NFL. Vrabel's teams were not doing that. And he ultimately is to be held accountable for that. People coming out left and right talking about what a great guy he is. Yes, so is Ron Rivera. Ron Rivera eventually lost his job in Washington. I'm sure Vrabel's a great guy. I'm not here to dispute that. I think Vrabel may be the next head coach of the New England Patriots. It certainly makes some sense. We don't know yet if that job will be open and who will fill it. But I have my eye on it. And if Rabel gets it, I won't root against him. I have nothing against the guy. I'm just saying I saw this coming. And I'm not surprised that the Titans moved on from Mike Vrabel because of all the factors that I just laid out. Heck, I was having conversations with someone who listens to this podcast a year ago about how this GM in Nashville is going to want someone from the Kyle Shanahan tree. And there are a couple of them out there that he might be able to interview in a week or two. The OC of the Texans and the OC of the Dolphins. I know there's also a request to interview the OC of the Lions. Just about everybody is requesting to interview the OC of the Lions. He seems like he may have his choice of jobs. At least that's the way it looks going into the start of the playoffs for the Lions. Ben Johnson. So, again, just recapping, I'm not surprised Vrabel lost his job. 
I wasn't rooting for him to lose his job. It was just one of those where, yeah, here's why. And it was right in front of you all along. And you can give me all the reasons you want for why it's a bad move and what he might do next. I had that one. I had the Titans moving on from Vrabel during or after this season. We'll leave it there because there are so many other moving parts as it relates to other teams and you know, even Harbaugh in the mix. Uh, so we'll do that some of that in a separate podcast, and we might have some new information. So I wanted to make this one specific about the justification and why it was clear to me the Titans would do what they did. Right.todd at yahoo.com. Right.todd at yahoo.com. The Todd Wright Toddcast presented by Pin Chasers and Brandon Legal Group. Thank you so much for listening. We'll talk to you next time.